in this episode. You get in that fight or flight, like chasing around with a freaking axe. He probably, mm-hmm. dude, he kind of sounded like he was drunk. He looked like he was blown out. Oh, well, yeah. that, by that time, he had been drinking. Yeah, but wasn't gold, it a fake bar? The gold room. Well, it was ghost filled. You it know, was ghost filled. Was he pouring his own drinks? I, I, I forget. I no, the bartender me. was. But there's no bartender. Lo- Lloyd. But there's no real bartender. So he's like ghost drunk. Yeah. Well, that's maybe really drunk. <laughs> like you're, like you're. That's beyond. If you're ghost drunk, then you're wasted. You're yeah. done forever. <laughs> and so, yeah. Welcome. You're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, Episode 32: Horror Film Scenarios versus Real Life. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Jeremiah Bannister. And I am Chad Lutsky. And you are listening to episode 32 of Paleo Cheese Podcast, part of the Project Entertainment Network. We've got an awesome show. Today's just kind of a chillax one, Chad. Yeah, it is. We haven't had a guest on in a while. And part of that, it's, you know, it's like I've got some people I want to ask to be on. And um, I don't know. I've been in this like introvert mode where it's like, I don't want to deal with entertaining. I don't know what, what that is. I don't know if it's because my mind has been so busy in other stuff. And because um, I'm a shy guy anyway. So when we do have a guest on, it, I, I'm a little, it takes a lot out of me. And, and, and that's just the introvert thing, I guess, which uh, I, I'm, I don't know the technical term for the type of introvert I am. Like, I love hanging out with people. Mm-hmm. Um but it's also exhausting. I'm not the type of guy who like, I'd rather be by myself kind of thing. It's like, yes, I do value my alone time, but I really, really like hanging out with friends or just meeting people and getting to know them, hanging out. A weird example, I guess, would be every Christmas, my family comes over and, you know, my brother Casey and his kids and his wife and my sister Cindy and her her husband and, and her kid and my parents and my daughter and my son, and then of course, Nakota lives here. So we all hang out, and my wife, and it's just a, a house full of people, you know. And then if, if somebody happens to be having a, a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, like my son, you know, then that's an extra body here. So it's a lot of people. And I am like, when we're opening presents, even if it's just me and my my wife and my kids, and I'm opening a present, I, I'm like, if you see my wife open a present, the whole neighborhood knows how much she likes it. You know, (laughs) she's just, she's really outgoing. She's got an outgoing personality and she's loud and boisterous. And, and that's the word I was having in my head. Dude was boisterous, bro. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yes. If you ever want to get great satisfaction by seeing someone open a gift, you got them. My wife is the perfect person to receive a gift and open it. And uh, you'll be happy at, at her response. I am not like that. Even if I love something, I'm just not like that. And so when the whole family is over, I have to kind of try to pretend and be like that. And it's really exhausting. Even though I love everyone here, I love that we're all in the same house and under the same roof. We, we get to, to see, see each other all at the same time. You know, some, some of these people I don't get to see for, you know, but once or twice a year. And it just, dude, by the by the time they're gone, I'm just like, oh, I'm ready for a nap. Yeah. Dude, I'm ready for a nap before they even leave. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I actually take naps, dude. Like, 
every single Christmas, man. Every Christmas I go to, and Thanksgiving, I go to my mother-in-law's house and we're opening gifts and we're having a good time and we're watching TV or, you know, whether it's the, the lions losing again, mm-hmm. or it's the bazillion three run of Christmas story, but no matter, it doesn't matter, dude, we could be doing anything in the world. And at some point I'm going to get tired and I'm just going to want to go in the other room and take a quick napsky wapsky and that's what i do all the time and i i totally feel you man on not knowing what kind of introvert you are because i i can run a room right like i can i can be around tons of people yeah and i'm really good at it dude when i when i go and there's a gathering people it's easy for me to leave my my mark there like people know i've been there right Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've talked to them, had a good time, took time to shake their hand or whatever. But the thing is, dude, is like, it actually takes a lot for me to do that. And I get really exhausted by the end, dude. I'll have, I'll have Angela drive home because I'm so tired. I'll get home and I just want to just go to bed. I don't even want to stay awake anymore. And it's, it's weird because I can imagine somebody thinking that that's almost like a sign that you didn't have a good time. You know, like, oh, well, you get there, either that or you partied so hard that you needed to go to bed. <laughs> you yeah. know? And, and it's like, no, I, I just, I hung out with friends and stuff. But, but I have to, in order to do that, and I used to get anxiety attacks, dude, being around people, like in, in public in public spaces, if I sit in certain places in a room um, where my back, uh, there's a lot of people behind me, that kind of uh-huh. weirds me out, man. So, you know, I, I have some weird, quirky crap with me. Um, and so I like to be alone too. And actually I like to be alone, alone. Um, well, I like to be where there's no other physical person around, but I do, I I find myself sometimes that's when I'm online or connecting with people digitally or whatever Mm -hmm. is when I'm alone. So I'm technically not, I don't want to be alone. I still want to talk to people. Yeah. Um, but not physically. Yeah. Yeah. If I know I'm having alone time in the house, I get, Sometimes I get really excited and uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's nice. But then I start to miss my wife or my kids or something. And, and, uh, but yeah, so I haven't pursued guests. It's just, it it seems exhausting uh, just to prepare and to ask. And I don't know why, because for a while there, I was just like, you know, we asked a whole bunch of people, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and we had some great guests. And I think part of it too has to do with, um, you know, I just got done doing this like little virtual book tour with my buddy, Tim Meyer for the, the book that we put out um, late last year, uh, Wormwood. And we hit a bunch of podcasts and, and um, blogs and stuff like that. And, you know, I, most of it is the same questions being asked asking about the collaborative process and where the idea came from and how did it start and all this kind of stuff. And um, so I, I guess fresh on the heels of that, it's like, do I want to ask a writer who, you know, it's like to do another one of these type of things, you know, we never do that though. Huh? We never do that. What? We don't, we don't ask them the, the same kind of questions that, I, you're right. I know we yeah. don't, and we don't. I mean, they're on purpose because of that. I mean, we yeah, because of that. we want to give exactly. yeah. we want to give them something different and yeah. have fun, and we want to give our listeners something different, other than you know, how did you get started in horror and you know things like that. 
but um yeah so yeah it is different um but maybe it's just i, I think it's a combination of that and just being like being in, in that mode of like oh podcast you know and don't get me wrong i do love yeah. doing podcasts and there are, um there are some that i really enjoy doing i just i have a hard time talking about myself mm-hmm. just because in if this was the first or second or fourth time I was talking about myself, it might not be that bad, but um, it's, it's not even close to that. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, it, you know, it sounds really, yeah. it's just tiring. It's like, do you really want to know? I think on the last podcast I was on, they asked me to introduce myself and I just said, I'm Chad. I wrote some books. They're published. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, that's it. <laughs> yeah. We're calling it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Let's you know, get to talking. You're in the wrong business though, dude. And well, here's the thing. You know, if you don't want a bunch of people interviewing you and asking the same questions, you're in the wrong business for being so good at what you do. <laughs> Cause, oh. you, Cause people are going to be like having you on and they're going to be like, dude, bro, we love your stuff. But they, uh, most people, I mean, let's be frank, dude, a lot of people, you know, they don't, they don't really think outside that box too much. And in fairness, not to be rude to anybody, but to say there's let's, silver lining stuff with that to say that, um, uh, sometimes it's, it's simply because their audience just might not know. And so yeah. their, their audience might not know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and that's true. And, I, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I don't like, um, with the exception of yeah, me being asked to talk about myself without asking, without answering a question, that's where I dial it in. But everything else, I understand that. Like yeah. there are people who are listening that maybe have, have they've never heard me on something, they've never heard of me. Um, uh, so yeah, it's not like I dial in all my my answers. Just the you know, tell us a little bit your about yourself. That one I usually do dial in because. Yeah. You know, I I don't like to sell myself like that. But answering questions, yes. And if anyone's listening that has a podcast that has thought about having me on, reach out. I, I'm not. I don't hate them. I just uh, I I do get a little bit more excited when the conversation gears away from you know something that's atypical. You know, whether it be let's talk music, let's talk movies, let's talk about what you thought of this or your opinion yeah. on this or, but yeah, when you're talking about the genesis of something over and over and over again, it can get it exhausting, gen- dude. Yeah. Yeah. And and it yeah. does feel like, um, it start you start to feel a little bit, um, self-conscious, you know, like I've done this 28 times this year and it, it, because you've heard yourself and you've heard this right. so many times, it starts to feel a little like, like you really are inflating yourself here talking <laughs> again about, you know, but they're yeah. asking. So, you know, but anyway, it's funny, yeah. dude. Cause there was a, uh, it was a movie years ago and this is before, I, I don't know if it was before the internet, but it's kind of early on, you know, early days, maybe of YouTube or something like that, but a movie called Shadowlands um, and Shadowlands. Wait, D. Snyder. The, no. Or, no, I'm thinking of Strangeland. Or th- yeah, strange, strange. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. definitely not that. Yeah, no, okay. this one's got Anthony Hopkins and it playing the part of C.S. Lewis. And okay, yeah, no, in, in that, it's about his. It's about how he met his wife and how she died. In fact, it's a powerful movie, uh, true story. But throughout it, I, I thought it was kind of a cheap, a cheap thing because they would show him many different places doing this speech and i thought i I don't know if it was the problem of 
uh, pain. I think it, it may have been from the problem of pain that he was talking about and stuff. Um, and he, I bet you four or five times, man, it shows him saying kind of the same exact thing everywhere he's going. And I thought like, that's, you know, he wrote so much, like <laughs> he said so much, like, why not? It's a movie, dude. Just, you know, do it. But I, I've learned though, once I, I started, wa started watching like speeches, um, at universities and stuff and debates at universities on YouTube. When I would do that, I started noticing, man, that it's kind of the same speech all over the place. Like that person might go on a speaking tour yeah. and he's literally doing the exact same speech at all these different places. Yeah. And I thought YouTube is killing that. Like that may have worked in the past, yeah. but now like it, I would be, a, I would be bummed if I went to go pay money to go to a big fancy speech with somebody and I saw that guy on there and he'd had you know, 20, 30 different high profile videos of him speaking at different places. And it was the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'd be, I'd be ticked off about it, you know? And so, but I started to realize that, that, that is something, what, what we're talking about is actually like way old that, that yeah. where somebody who's a figure who a figure of interest, um, for whatever reason, and to whatever degree, you're a figure of interest that you're going to get you're going to feel a lot of the same stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and so, but I think that also helps shows like ours, dude, because we, we straight up stand apart. Like we, we don't want that because we don't want that for yeah. ourselves. <laughs> so we're like, you know, we don't, we don't want to have that, you know, for other people because that actually bothers us on a personal level, mm -hmm. you know, and on a professional level. And so we try to exhibit that toward other people. And maybe it has something to do with too. Like, you know, there are authors and musicians who I admire that I seek out interviews, whether it be on YouTube or just articles. An example would be today, some magazine or something, for some reason, tagged me on Twitter and really? said, Chad, here's a Joe Lansdale interview I just did. I thought you might be interested. And I'm like, freaking Joe talked about me in this interview. Uh, he, he didn't. But yeah. that's the first thing I thought of because I'm like, why would I, why would I, of course I'd be interested, but I, didn't, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know, I don't know this website Magazine or whatever. Or whatever yeah. yeah. So, um, it's kind of dope though. Cause yeah, it shows so they were I, thinking of you. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I read the, um, I read the interview and it was, you know, Joe gives great writing advice, of course. Um, and, um, it was a nice interview but there was nothing that I hadn't learned because of the fact that I have sought out Joe, you know, yeah, right, and, right. and, and talked with him about this kind of stuff and, and Facebook friends with him and, and seen all of the advice that he gives and, you know, read his books and interviews and, and all that stuff. And, and that watched the documentary that, that he's, you're in part of it. <laughs> yeah. That I'm bonus his features. Yeah. You're in it. Yeah. 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 And uh, so there was nothing, there's nothing new. You yeah, know, I, and yeah. I've heard and I've, I've the video interviews that I've seen over the years, he says the same thing. And it's not it's no fault of his He's just given the right. same great advice. But it can get tiring, dude. And like and I, I think in general and I know this is really terrible to say, but I feel like that's kind of how I feel about a lot of things in life in general. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I feel that there's so much about life that is kind of like, well, another day, another dollar, you know, kind of thing. Where and I'm not I'm not uh, dog and work. I'm saying mm -hmm. that the, those proverbial things, right? Yeah. That mm -hmm. you know the early bird gets the worm. Like there's these things that are very true, 
very valuable, but mm -hmm. they come from the fact that we are creatures of repetition. And that's true. Like we're not nearly as, as snowflakey as we think <laughs> when it comes, we we're not nearly as original as we think. Right. Um, and so some people are way more snowflakey than they think, but not original. <laughs> and so we, we, there's like a, it, there's certain things about most people that is similar, you know, especially in certain cultures where you just, you know, the same, the sim similar questions when you first meet mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, and it just, it gets frustrating. That's why I try to, you know, I try to balance it out so that I'm around people, but I'm also at home. I mean, as you can see right now, I'm not having any guests over right now. I've cleaned up, you know, my maids have cleaned up <laughs> behind me, but I want to be alone. Yeah. Don't lie. You're over at Jeremy Wagner's house. Yeah. I'm over at Wagner's house, dude. We were just, we were just checking out his Frankenstein stuff, dude. And all of his jaws stuff. And now I'm just, you know, he's, he's letting me just chill by the piano. No, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. If, if I, you know, speaking of Jeremy, um, I just, uh, I, I had his, um, Chicago, um, address you know because i've sent him stuff before nope. i didn't have his but he spends the winters in miami so i didn't have yeah. it and i know he's there yeah. i don't have his miami address so i asked for it today because i wanted to send him something I, I i bought him a gift because he had bought me one you know and i was super grateful and told him mm -hmm. but i it was like it was such a uh kind of a sweet thought that i was like i i eventually have to you know reciprocate in some yeah, way tit for tat bro yeah yeah for right. sure and yeah, because yeah, he had sent me, you know, I mean, he'd sent me a, a shirt of his band, a, a vinyl of his band, you know, and a couple books. Dang, son. Yeah. But then he sent me some Stan Getz, uh, Bossa Nova stuff on vinyl, um, which was my favorite Bossa Nova album. Didn't he bring that up on the show about Bossa Nova? Or who I brought it up? I brought I it, somebody else. You, I think you brought, I brought it up. It up yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that he loved. Yeah, and he's yeah. he was listening, and he he ordered the album from Amazon and had wow. it sent to me. And I just thought that was the freaking, actually, no, he ordered it at Amazon, had it shipped to him and put it in the package of stuff. And I just thought that is the freaking sweetest thing. So hopefully it'll be there by the time, you know, but yeah, so I got him a, a record yeah, man, yeah. and uh, hopefully he doesn't have it. We got to have some people back on. I think it's been long enough almost. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, he's one of those dude. I mean, he was an early bird for this. You know, talking about we was the phantasm episode. And to be to be fair, right, because I, I know he'd probably be really insistent that I clarify this. Um, this is not his house. This is the house that belongs to the groundskeeper of his house. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is, yeah. So I'm in the groundskeeper's house. I'm the Cato Kalen, dude. Uh, yeah. see his uh, groundskeeper's Elton John. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So you wanted to talk about something tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. You actually weeded through a lot of stuff, dude. I I um you're you say you're not in the doghouse, but you might be an easy bit, dude. Your wife is a generous yeah. person. We were supposed to be, it was supposed to be her episode, man. Yeah, she was supposed to be the, the Mary topic. edition, man. She was all about picking the topic, and yeah. I turned down about nearly a dozen topics that she threw my way and <laughs> decided to pick it myself only wow. because only because and she had some great what can topics. you say any of them what were some of the topics dude that she wanted to okay about? the first one i remember was gosh then this might just turn into the whole episode who knows uh the first one i remember is she said or the first one she gave me was that um domesticating uh animals yeah yeah 
And then she said, why? And I said, well, for one, uh, I'm a hypocrite and have been for years because I don't agree with it. And I've done it my whole life. Oh, dude, we, we have a parakeet I, I, in a cage. I don't agree with it. You have a dog, but I have, man. But I have it. There, you have dogs. There sits. Yeah, you got dogs. I, I, I think of dogs different. Dogs really like <laughs> they like the, yeah. the companionship. I mean, we're talking about yeah, yeah, taking yeah, yeah. something that that clearly would be happier without you. Dogs, I, you know, yeah, I don't okay, know about yeah. that. Yeah. They really get off on on human companionship and and the love that they receive. You know, if you're a good pet owner. Uh, that dog loves you and wants to be around you. Um, but, but, you but you owned buffalo before. Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> you owned bison. <laughs> you owned bison. Teddy, good old Teddy. Yeah, Teddy the dog. That's, yeah. No, but, you know, yeah. just a, a goldfish in a bowl, a tiny bird in a in a tiny cage. Oh, man. You know, goldfish I just, I don't, I don't agree with it. I don't think they even know what it means to be alone, bro. Do they? Yeah, they I mean, do they imagine, do they know? Do they sit there and and say, "Think of this, dang son, I just wish no, I think wasn't of this. around think this of guy this. that feeds me." How many people, if you ask them what superpower they would want to have, how many people, probably the vast majority of of them, would say the the ability to fly, mm-hmm. right? So you're taking this creature that has that ability and you're taking it from them, but that does not have a human brain. And that would be my only difference is I would say you are correct on that part. Like if it had a human brain and was stuck inside an animal body and it dreamed to fly, but then you, and, and birds, that's a good point, dude. I haven't really thought about it. So I'm not going to say one way or So another. you're basically like, saying what, what they don't, what they don't know they're missing. They, they're, is that what you're saying? Like that's that, why uh, we can eat plants and not worry about it. They don't know. And that's the extreme, right? No, the, like the extreme of like, like um, doesn't have the knowledge of it. Like, like if you give a kid, a, a cell phone at the age of six and then you take it away from them at the age of eight versus the, the kid who is 10 and still has never used a cell phone. They don't care, but the eight year old who gets his phone taken away for the next couple of years, mm-hmm. he's really going to care. Yeah. Whereas the 10 year old doesn't know what he's missing and he's completely content with, without the internet in his hand. Is that yeah. what you're saying? That the bird doesn't know what it, what it could have, I- yeah, I'm, I'm saying some animals, dude, their their memory is actually extremely short and their ability to even know um, like a lot of animals, for example, a lot of animals don't even know they can't look in a mirror and know that that's them. Right. Some animals can. Yeah. And those animals have a sense of awareness, not only of the world around them, but even of themselves. So mm-hmm. like like um, take orcas. It would be a really terrible thing to have an orca as a pet. Like I, I'm, I'm opposed to that. I don't like Sea World <laughs> stuff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But they also have their own dialects. They, their, their kids stay with them for a very. They stay in these herds for like way long. Same mm-hmm. thing with certain animals, like certain uh, elephants. Dude, elephants can smoke. Like they can go to fires and pick up ambers and put it in their mouth and inhale and then remove it and and all of it comes out i mean they, and they when i brought up the is mirror, that why they look is that why they they're like half lidded tired all the time like they're stoners <laughs> yeah they're blowing out <laughs> they got the heavy eyes oh yeah dude oh yeah yeah they're like super blown and yeah. so but yeah them uh chimps bonobos any of the great apes stuff like that um 
you know, and so the, I, I would say that it, it kind of depends a little bit on what kind of animal or creature you're talking about. Um, and, and also uh, size and scale, right? So relative to size and scale. So, for example, you know, um, if you have certain animals, you really should have a yard. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't have a horse as a pet in your home if you live in the city. <laughs> like that's yeah. just not the place for the horse. Okay, uh, I'm sorry, little girl who wants one for her birthday. You're not getting one, okay, because it's too small of a home uh, and there's no backyard. But you know, so it kind of depends on size of the brain, size and scale of where they are, um, and if they do need if they do wish to have companions, because if we didn't domesticate dogs, dude, they'd be companions with each other. You know, so like they do want companionship, but a lot of them, you know, they go around in packs and stuff. dude. So, you know, these wild dogs and everything. Um, and so they would have that if we didn't have them. And the way that we got them, you got to remember the way we got them buggers in the beginning, dude, was straight up stealing them. Like we would go and take the babies and stuff from the adults. Is it gelata baboons? Um, baboons do that. I've actually watched a video on, on how baboons domesticate dogs, how they will go and they will kidnap, um, puppies and the dog parents are trying to, they're freaking out, but then those dogs will be raised with those groups of baboons. And even the little kids will pet the dog and lay on the dog as the dog walks around and the dog will stand watch. You know, with what, in the world, what, what would the benefit for the baboon family have uh, in owning a dog? Protection. Companionship and protection hmm. is literally That's the same. I mean, it's the same, the same um, basic ideas as us, you know, hmm. that it's a very animalistic thing that we have that we want to be friends with that thing and pet yeah. it. You know, we're not we're not drinking tea and talking about civilization with the dog. Maybe we are. I've I've had some weird conversations. Not gonna lie, but you know, um, the thing is though is that that dog would have had companions if we didn't take it in the first place. Yeah, and so, but because they've already been taken, and because they're being sold, you know, or given away, or you better hurry and get them or they're going to be euthanized kind of thing. Um, that it's a different ball of wax. You, someone could say, well, I don't believe in that. And you say, well, then look over at little Fido over there and cute little puppy eyes because they're about to straight up kill that dog. <laughs> and you're like, what? And so, and I don't know. So I, I, that's well, what again, I, that's again, I'm not even, you. I'm not even in uh, referring to dogs and cats. Just yeah, because you, you brought up a good point with the with the birds. That's dude. That's I hadn't yeah. even thought about that, bro. And and, and yeah. fish. I you know I, I mm. they're just yeah. I think mainly just for me anyway. Birds and fish. They have this cool ability to just be free and just race around as much as they want. Um, and uh, we just we contain it, you know, to something really small. And so, especially like those male bettas, you know, they sell them in a cup. Yeah. And yeah people yeah. take it home and they put them in a little tiny glass thing for bragging rights. And uh, that's just screwed yeah. up, man. I don't know. Well, you can, you can give them some, some friends, dude. Just put another better right in there. <laughs> you, you, you next to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just put them in together. See how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They'll start yeah. playing uh, right away. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to play all right. You're going to have some <laughs> skeletons down at the bottom of that thing. But the main reason why I denied uh, uh, yeah. my wife's uh, awesome suggestions yeah. were because I wanted to, you know, the genesis of our podcast is surrounded by horror. Our audience is primarily horror fans. Mm-hmm. And so I, don't, I never want to stray too far from that. I would assume that people enjoy the conversations that we have, like on writing, or or uh, maybe Movie. they like the conversation. Yeah. Movies, yeah. Maybe they even like some of the conversation we have about food. I don't know. I hope so, man. I I like the conversations about. Yeah, food. yeah. I like I like it too. But so I wanted to kind of reflect a little bit mm-hmm. about some um, uh, some movies that we've seen, but using something that I call a legitimate course of action versus what actually happened. Mm. So basically, and not necessarily a course of action as much as like a course of action and or uh, the, the, legi- le- the legitimacy of a scene. So mm. I, I've got some examples and hopefully they will, um, you know, be the catalyst for some uh, humorous conversation and some opinions. Uh, one of them is The Shining. Mm-hmm. Uh, with little we Danny seen that movie, dude. We didn't. We didn't watch the. Shining. You've seen The Shining. Yeah, I, I know. But I mean, yeah, but we it. haven't. You're like okay, the so movies that we've seen. I like okay, these are movies that we've seen. Yeah, okay, these okay, movies okay. that we've seen. Okay, yeah. Um, in in most of our ones that we have done on the show. Okay. Or, yeah. So little Danny Torrance. Um, I don't. You know, in in the movie, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the Kubrick masterpiece, uh. You know, he does all this. Um, he's very cool and collective. The entire film. Yeah. You know, even when he's looking at the dead twins in the hall, you know, he covers his face. and so, But that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. You know, he does get cathartic for a second there when he's when he's attacked by the off-screen woman in uh, room 237. But um, he's very, he's, he's intelligent. He hides in a cabinet to get away from his dad quietly somehow uh, in the pans and stuff. I just, I, 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 I kind of had a hard time with that. I mean, this is a movie, anything, anything can happen. Uh, real life is stranger than fiction oftentimes yeah. anyway, yeah. not to say somebody can't be quiet, but, and then he gets out and his dad is chasing him with the ax. Um, he's not chasing him and saying, I'm going to kill you. He's just like basically. It doesn't matter. You're chasing with a freaking axe, man. (laughs) And then Danny back. He backtracks in the snow to get his footprints, you know, and he's quiet and stuff like that. I just don't know, man. I don't believe that. Yeah. yeah, What's your opinion on that? I mean, I think Danny would have died. Another reason why I think he would have died is because this is his dad and kids. And I don't want to get real. I don't want to get too dark with this. But kids, they have allowed their parents to do some heinous things mm-hmm. to them, um, not really understanding what's happening. Dude, you're going down it, that real dark road of that. What, yeah. What's the name of that? What's the name of that one guy? You you said you didn't agree with the dude, but it sounds like you're starting to think that you know there was some hanky panky between. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. the video on YouTube. No, okay. that's not. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, where are you going with this, Jed? Like, you're like, I don't want to get too dark, and I'm like, dude, that's about as dark as you can get. Almost. I'm saying yeah. when that goes down in a household, mm-hmm. okay, uh, abuse, mm-hmm. um, 
there is a relationship oftentimes that is established between uh, a parent and their child of trust. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then that trust is broken, but and it's a confusing process. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. You said it, dude. We need to have like. Bad timing. To say the word process. Yeah, man. You know, it's we got to have something kind of like you can't do that on television, that old show on TV, Nickelodeon, yeah. or where if they said what, uh, you know, what, what do they say? If they said water, water would come down. And I think yeah. I don't know, or I, I yeah. don't know what it was, but stuff would come down and get all over them. The slime would, so slime and water. We need to have something like that, dude, that, yeah. you know, I don't care if it's glitter or styrofoam, but if you ever, you know, one of us accidentally says process. We're just going to have to be able if someone, to. One of us says process and neither one of us laughs or smirks. Then someone should catch the timestamp, email yeah. us, and I'll yeah. send you a free book because that's probably never going to happen. <laughs> never, gonna... dude. Never. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, so, yeah. So the process, right? Yes. Yeah. Which is... Yeah. So uh, I, I can't believe that <laughs> we're starting cracking up in this really process. dark topic. Yeah, um, <laughs> real dark. Yeah, real, so yeah. so I I wonder would Danny still be in that kind of confused mode because that even though the trust is being broken, doesn't necessarily happen overnight because there's so much confusion that this this is my dad. But then again, his dad did hurt him when he was drunk once. Yeah, yeah, and that's why he quit drinking. But it's also something that he remembers being hurt. So he knows yeah. that he knows his dad can, but he maybe, yeah. maybe he just said, well, that's the old version of my dad. That's my dad was drunk. And maybe you believe that was a really good excuse and that's never going to happen. And maybe he was really apologetic mm. and there was forgiveness, you know, and it then might be forgiveness, but dude, you know, that's one of those things, man, we can forgive, but dude, as humans, man, we ain't forgetting it. Like you, you'll always be able to remember that even if it's in the fight or flight moment, right. Cause yeah. you, you may have experienced that emotion, because mm-hmm. you were you were thrown into a world of fight and flight because dad is whacking you around and he's drunk. Mm-hmm. So you, you now know a couple things. Like you know that drunk is bad, but mm-hmm. you also know dad has been drunk, so dad has been bad. Mm-hmm. And dad has not only been drunk and bad, but dad did something else that was bad that makes it doubly bad. So there's there's a lot of things that are gonna be cued and it may be able to be kind of suppressed and hidden down and stuff like that. But dude. You get in that fight or flight, like chasing around with a freaking axe. He probably, mm-hmm. dude, he kind of sounded like he was drunk. He looked like he was blown out. Yeah. You know, and so. Well, yeah. that by that time, he had been drinking. Yeah, he least, had been. At least well, he had he been. been was he? Alcohol. Yeah, he went into the. Yeah, but wasn't gold, it a fake bar? The gold room. Well, it was ghost filled. You it know, was ghost filled. Was he pouring his own drinks? I I, I forget. I No, the bartender was. But there's no bartender. Well, Lloyd. But there's no real bartender. So he's like ghost drunk. Yeah. Well, that's maybe really drunk. <laughs> like you're like you're that's beyond. If you're ghost drunk, then you're wasted. You're yeah. done forever. <laughs> and so yeah. Um, so yeah, he's wasted. He sounds wasted. He's acting wasted. And this time he has a freaking axe, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. he, even even uh, you know, just days earlier, he held Danny and he said, You know, I'd never hurt you and that I love you. Yeah. Do you and, think Danny believed him when he said it? Um, I kind of felt like when I that mean, happened. Dan, Danny had the yeah. shining, but it was more about the hotel than it was his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and how the 
how the, the hotel's a bad place. Not, not necessarily that his dad was a bad was a bad person. It was kind of an awkward scene, though, wasn't it? Like, yeah. like the, the the affection was, you know. I guess Nicholas it was robotic. It's robotic and it's creepy. Like uh, it'd be hard. Maybe maybe I just haven't seen enough of Jack Nicholas's movies, but. Um, Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah, I'm gonna have to yeah. take that out. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, right. I, I was thinking that in my head right, right before you said, I'm like Jack Nicholson. I'm like, that's the golfer. You're, you're, yeah, you're forgiven. You, you played a lot of golf when you were. I do, and and I've been talking about Tiger Woods because it's a sad thing about him. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so Jack Nicholson, right? Mm-hmm. So Jack Nicholson, I maybe have not seen enough of his films, um, to to really see if, when, and to what extent he's ever been able to really effectively perform just a very gentle, loving thing, because even his face, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you can't get around his face, you know? And so, I don't know. But, I mean, if you're a kid, you see past that. You know, it's love is blind kind of thing. and You'd have to be blind as a bat, maybe. But, I mean, you're the sun, so. People complain, including Stephen King, that in and and I have an opinion that a lot of these people complained because or uh secondary to Stephen King's complaint. Like I don't know that they would have come up with this on their own if they'd not heard Stephen King say it first, but that Jack Nicholson was batshit crazy from the get-go um rather than at building. And it's I don't really think he was. He it's just his face and his eyebrows. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Right at the beginning yeah. of the movie, when they're driving yeah. in the car, he yeah. looks out of his mind crazy, but he's yeah. not. And when he's having that job interview, he's being interviewed, he looks like he's somebody you should probably not trust. But it's just his... Plus, he just got done with the one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. You know, so you've got this kind of stigma attached to the the crazy role that he just played. And so it's kind of like this perfect storm for having that type exactly. of complaint that... yeah. yeah. But I think Dan- ultimately, I think Danny would have died. Glad Me he didn't. But yeah, yeah, in real life, I, I think yeah, he would have yeah. died. Oh, totally. So that that's that's the first one, and thankfully that did. Turn See, it kind of reminds me, dude. Like I don't know if you're going to bring this one up, man. But dude, what about Halloween, man? What, what about, about Halloween? Well, you know, uh, stabbing old boy, and then standing there and just having conversations like it ain't no thing, and not even just running, like or dropping the freaking knife. Oh, at the beginning, Michael. No, at the end. I'm saying the, the end when he goes in and he's sitting there, you know, going after uh, old girl, man, babysitting. And she's running around in the house. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, she goes ahead and stabs him or get, you know, jabs him or whatever. And he's yeah. laying on the ground behind the couch. And she's yeah. like, she does that a couple of times. Yeah. Like two or three but times. That, that could be said. We could be here for days. That, <laughs> yeah. could, be, that could be said for all kinds. Yeah. Of, but that's, of, what, that's what made me think, man, was like in real life. That's a scenario uh-huh. where in real life, not even close. In real life, some dude looking like that, carrying a dagger around, trying to kill you when you're babysitting and junk. You ain't sticking around, dude. You're booking. Yeah. You're out. Yeah. Yeah. No way. You've been uh, here's another one. You've been stung by a bee, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Have you ever been stung by several dozen or several hundred bees at the same time? <laughs> No, no. I, I've, okay, been, so, I've been stung, I think like three of three at a time. When was, you were, I was doing rocks. When you were, okay, when you get stung by one bee, your movements yeah. are sporadic, powerful. Um, oh yeah, dude. 
you're, it's kicking in the fight or flight. It's kicking in and you're doing everything you can to address that pain, right? Yeah. And get away from whatever it is that just happened. Yes. So what do you think that would have really happened if you're trapped in a bathroom stall with a beehive <laughs> oh, that's, that's only being held by a broom? I, I thought of this right away. I, would, I wouldn't have even been pushing at the door. You, know, underneath. you, you, you got to tell people. Yeah, or exactly. Climate. You got to tell people which movie we're talking about. Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, Sleepaway Camp. So yeah. sleep, in Sleepaway Camp, yeah, you know, he's sitting there putting the, putting the bee in and he's using the bathroom. And it's kind of it's kind of crazy because that's a lot of freaking bees. I mean, that really is that's not that's like almost supernatural to me. That scene, because yeah. all the rest of them were like things that could have happened without any kind of supernaturally thing going on. Yeah. Whereas this one was like, whoa, you know, how did you get that beehive without being stung a million times? And how did how did he have it all over his face? Yeah. You know, I mean, covered all the way in like weird welts and stuff. I mean, it's just crazy. So. Mm-hmm. But my first thought was the idea that I would have been on the other side of that stall, shaking the stall. Hey, come on, let me yeah. out. Like, dude, crawl under that and book it, yeah. man. You know, ain't sticking around. No. Yeah. You, yeah. Getting out of a bathroom stall would be one of the easiest places ever to get out of. Yeah. <laughs> and it, now at the end, very end, when he falls, the boom does break. Yeah. But dude, you wouldn't pussyfoot around no you the first time you hit that door it's going down even if the whole section of the stalls goes with it it's going it down yeah, yeah yeah because you're kicking into high gear immediately oh dude totally even even involuntarily just the yeah. mere fact that you're being stung dude and, and if it was that bad like it was with the death scene of that yeah. You, dude, yeah, that might. You'd have to be trapped in like yeah, a school. right through that freaking door, dude. You'd have to be trapped in like a school locker or something. Yeah, to, like to... that. That's a good point, man. And but that's a great that's a great one to bring up. But that is one that when I saw it, I was like, "Nah, give me a break." Like that's. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my first thought was that it was uh, there was a little yeah. Doctor Fibes esque. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Now, here's one that I thought, and I brought this up before, but this is one I thought was 100% authentic in its reaction. And I, but it's also one that I don't think that people are really aware that it is as authentic as I believe it to be. Mm-hmm. And that is hereditary when the brother accidentally kills his sister, mm-hmm. doesn't look at her, won't look at her, drives home and goes to bed. Well, mm-hmm lays in bed um i think particularly the the fact that he will not that he refuses to acknowledge it and won't look or anything and he tries to but that uh when i was watching the movie for the first time that scene was probably the one that bothered me most not the beheading because i've seen a million of those yeah you know and yes it was a shocker but what bothered me most was you've got a kid reacting that in, in a way that you wouldn't normally think would happen in a movie. If it were written by any other person, he'd have been they screaming, hooting and hollering and whatever, you know, yeah, maybe but, even running back to go get it. Like in, something, anything. But yeah, anything, but yeah, but but zero. Yeah, exactly. He just, he knew Yeah, it was over and, uh, couldn't cope, couldn't, couldn't deal and did everything he could. And I think that that is, uh, 
Yeah, that really creeped me out because I thought, man, this is the most authentic like response to trauma. One of the most authentic responses to trauma that I've ever seen, followed by the breakdown of the mom, which was another super authentic traumatic and the fact reaction. He didn't, he didn't sleep, did he? Didn't he? No, didn't he, he just sleep? laid there, he just laying there, night. and you see this the the time go but with the light coming up, right? Yeah. And then you hear the noises in the back, and it doesn't it doesn't show it. You're right. just hearing it. And you can mm -hmm. tell that she's going to go outside mm -hmm. and she gets out there and then obviously sees it still doesn't show it. Okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you hear the screaming and you, you see him just laying in that bed. I mean, yeah, that's dude, that was, that was a very jarring sequence of events. Like just mm -hmm. in general, it was, it was yeah. a jarring thing and, and jolting in fact to see that and be like, Oh my gosh. And, I was expecting them him to turn around. I was. Mm -hmm. And um in part, and I don't know if I if I said anything about it. I maybe people can go back <laughs> and be like, you're saying something different now, but I've thought about it. You know, I've I've thought mm -hmm. about it before since when I first saw it, right? And I've actually seen it again since we since I first saw it. Um, but the I think you're right though, that it really is more about what we expect based on what what hollywood has provided to it yeah then it is on what is the actual thing that would happen and there is mm -hmm. a difference a lot of times you know and there are people who would look sure and, and, there are yeah that, that would give be shot would look yeah and then they would race home and say oh my gosh this happened or whatever yeah for sure but i think but, that this is a real one too I, yeah I, I think this is a way that there that there are many people who not even not even a few i think there are many who in that situation where everything's going down the way it was and it's obvious man that she's toast she mm -hmm. she's not alive anymore it's yeah. obvious that you're not looking back you don't want to look maybe, well no you probably do mm -hmm. you want to you're 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 divided you want to look yeah. cuz you know skin and tragedy man like and yeah. it's your sister and it's your fault and and maybe it's not maybe it's not as bad like you're gonna have that part of your brain trying to maybe tell you maybe she just got knocked out and her you know she's like in a concussion <laughs> yeah a concussion or a coma and, and you so that part of you's just going off man but that other part of you is simply saying dude she is dead mm -hmm. you are high you are the older brother. She ate something she should have never eaten. Mm -hmm. You were not paying attention. You did not make right decisions. And now you're on your way home. And it's your fault. Mm -hmm. And then the parents. Um, just knowing, dude. Every All the cascade of thoughts, dude, going through that brain. I could easily imagine going home, opening the door, walking in. And even, even laying in the bed like that or sitting on a couch. Even if only for fear of having to say it on it. it. Yeah. And that's why I brought it up because not only I thought it was an authentic reaction, but because a lot of people, I think, don't think it was. They're like, what's up with that dude? Why wouldn't he? And I'm like, that that's legitimate, man. That's not in the back of the car. Her head's you, there's too many scenes in, in um, yeah, TV and movies and stuff where, you know, whether it's a, 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 a crime drama or, or a horror film where the person walks in, removes the sheet, knowing there's a corpse under there. And I'm just like, not everybody has that 
the ability to do that. And I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, without getting too dark, um, a, a, an example uh, that I can draw from where I know that I'm that type of person to not just, um, you know, run into and look at something. Do you know what I mean? Like with the, like the, like the, um, the person has to go identify a body or, or, um, and I'm not talking about the detectives. I'm talking about yeah. someone who isn't yeah. used to this kind of thing. And they just yank back the sheet. Yep. I'm more of a, I need to slowly yep. prepare myself with this and not have this instant one second shock of seeing it. I need to wean my way into it. And an example of that, of me doing that in real life is I worked for two years uh, at some AFC homes for uh, the mentally ill, mentally ill adults, adult, adult foster care. I worked third shift and I took care of uh, people, did bed checks and stuff mainly. They were usually in bed. Um, sometimes they would get out of bed and cause some trouble. And then, of course, I'd have to deal with them in the morning, start breakfast and things like that, pass out meds. But um, there was uh, this house that I was working at and it was an all male house with the exception of one woman that lived there. And there was an older guy who lived there that was probably in his late seventies. And, uh, he would, um, he, he would, when he was out of bed and walking around, he would always have to have uh, a helmet on like a bike helmet, you know, in case he fell or something. And this dude was tall. He was at least six foot tall. And, um, you know, he probably weighed 200 pounds. And I, yeah, he was probably taller than that because I remember I used to have to shower him too. And and so he was definitely, um, you know, um, taller than, much taller than I am. And he got out of bed one night in the middle of the night and he decided he was going to go get something on his own to eat. And you can't do that because of meds and stuff like that, you know, and they have a routine that's important. So um, I always worked by myself. Uh, with the exception of the last hour of my shift when someone would come in really in to relieve me. And then we'd, you know, I'd, I'd look over the paperwork that I had to do or any kind of reports to the night or whatever and share with them what, what happened the night before. So this guy's in the kitchen and he's going through stuff. And this is typical of this guy. I don't want to give his name, but um, I, I could hear him. And so I went in there and I was like, hey, you know, you can't be doing this, you know that, so let's get to bed. And he starts yelling at me, and then he takes a swing, and I th- he slapped me across the face. And this is just, it's it's, yeah, it's no yeah. real threat, but this happens, right, you know, and yeah. sometimes we've even had to, um, restrain like, people. restrain people, yeah. which is super sad, super sad to, to have to do something like that. But they're trying to hurt you, they're trying to hurt themselves. Yeah. So um, I just, I you know, I, I, I told him, you can't do this. You know, you got to get in bed. Now, come on. So he's following me and I got to hold him because he doesn't have his helmet on and he's not stable. You know, he's kind of shuffling. And then at one point, um, uh, I can't remember exactly what I had to do, but I had to let go of him and go grab something. I don't remember if it was simply shutting off the light or 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 doing something. I can't remember what it was. But so I rested him against this small portion of the, like the wall, like the edge of the, the wall there on the other side of the wall. And um, so he's resting there and he's kind of leaning back and then his body decides to shift. And then 
at this time, he's also yelling every obscenity you can think of at me mm-hmm. really loud. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see him disappear behind the wall and his feet go up. And then I hear a loud pound and then he's done swearing. He's done yelling. He's done talking. And I'm like, this dude just freaking died. He just hit his head so hard because it's so loud. Did he die? So I'm like, so I'm like, I I was afraid to look. I didn't just stand there. You know, I was just like, but my first reaction was not to immediately run. Right. Because I was scared to death of what I was going to see. Yeah. Because it was so loud. And I thought, you know, I don't know what just happened, but on the other side of this wall is something that's potentially going to horrify me because he went from, yeah, screaming and yelling to complete silence. Wow. And so I start to, I, I start to walk over there and I see his feet and he's not moving. And then I, I look and blood just like, like a movie, just pooling, like spreading at a rapid speed. Like I didn't know could happen. I thought that was like movie stuff. And it's just pouring and it's surrounding him. So um, and I'm by myself. I hurry up and I call um, my, uh, I think I called um, my supervisor and I told him what happened. And then I called the ambulance or no, I think I called the ambulance and then I called my supervisor is what, yeah, it's what happened. I called 911. I told him, gave him the address, told him what happened. Hurry up, get here. He's bleeding out. And I called my supervisor, said what was going on. He comes into work. The ambulance gets there. <clears throat> By this time, the dude's like moaning and stuff. And the, the ambulance is taking care of him and, you know, like trying to patch up his head and stuff, which has a huge gouge out of it. It looked like someone took one of those melon scoops and just did like that into his head. Oh, dude. Um, and then um, while they were taking care of him, I had to... Uh, mop up this ungodly amount of blood um, with a mop and then, um, you know, clean down the floor and stuff. And then while my supervisor stayed with the residents, I had to go drive to the hospital while they took him in the ambulance. And actually they didn't take him in the ambulance. They wanted me to drive him to, uh, to the hospital. Cause he was coherent now. Yeah. Okay. It's still, the, that's weird though. Was, still. Yeah. I think it had, now, might have by nowadays standard. I don't know about that. I think it might have had something to do yeah. with uh, insurance and stuff like that. Okay. So I took him to the hospital and then, yeah, spent, you know, hours in the ER while he got uh, stuff. But that story, um, and there's a lot of crazy stories I got from, from working at that place, but that story is a good example of m- me personally, and I know I'm not alone, of not being able to handle trauma in the way that so many people do in a film. Exactly. Yeah. Where they're just like ready and they're prepared and they're looking. And it wasn't like that. Um, and uh, again, I want to reiterate that that I didn't let time lapse or anything. I mean, the guy, if I would have, the guy would have died for sure. I jumped in there and I knew what had to be done. And I did grab, you know, towels and uh, you know, start to stop the bleeding and things like that. I, I didn't stand there like a pussy and, and like, Oh, I can't touch this. But, but I yeah, did not right. run like yeah. you would see someone in a movie because I knew what I might, what I might see. And it yeah. scared the hell out of me. So do that. That is mind blowing, bro. And I, I, I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, for one, I did not even know that you did a job like that. See, I'm, really? I'm learning all these crazy things about you, dude. 
I am, man. I, I'm <laughs> learning, you know. And so I, it's kind of an awesome thing, man, hearing some of these stories because I, I didn't know that that's one of the things that you had done in your life. And, mm -hmm. and that it, it makes more sense now to me. Cause I think when I, I think when you, I may have actually, when I first watched the film, I may have thought that was weird that he didn't look. And, mm -hmm. and it was upon reflection and upon even hearing, cause it was a, that conversation that came out of that. Um, my, my initial thought, dude, I didn't like the movie. I remember I told you that I'm like, I yeah. don't know that. And then I started, I, I went and I, I watched a bunch of videos about it. Um, that were really great by the way. I mean, those are, and again, I forget that guy's name, dude. I feel really badly because we should, maybe we can put his name on the bottom of the screen. Because <laughs> we mentioned him, you know, about the idea that Jack Nicholson was an abusive dad. Oh, yeah, thing. yeah. You know, that same guy, he did a bunch of really great films, or really videos, great yeah. videos and stuff on, on Hereditary. And, and it really gave me a better appreciation for it, as well as the conversation that we had on the show. But even that one part, I was like, you know, I, I, I don't remember, but I can imagine being like, well, you know, would you look, would you just stand there? Like, would you mm -hmm. go home? But to hear that, like, I, I can imagine that. And as you were describing and for one, my mouth was like dropped down. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what the heck, dude? Cause I, I, I know I can easily imagine being in that situation. In fact, when you said it, when you said it, um, um, my first thought when the idea of the feet flying up in the air and the sound just boom, no more talking. You go from crazy, crazy, crazy to nothing. And it's yeah. on the other side of a wall. It's a misery, yeah. dude. It's on the other side. My first thought when you said that was, I wouldn't go over there. I not right away. Yeah. I wouldn't, I would be frozen. Mm -hmm. I would be scared and yeah. I would, I'd be trauma. I'd be scared by the mystery of what I don't know or what I assume to be the case, but haven't yet confirmed, but mm -hmm. I am sus suspicious to the point of kind of taking it as a given. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, but dude, at the same time, you gotta, you know, nobody else is there to handle it. So you've gotta, you gotta run in there and find out what, what yeah. is, what is going yeah. on. But yeah, it was, um, I got a couple more, but I'll just give one more here. Yeah. We'll do one. Um, okay. Oh man. I got a couple, a couple good ones too, but okay. Um, it follows. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you've got this sex disease. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've got this, yeah. uh, the crazy being running after you, uh, everywhere you go, trying to kill you and taking, uh, you know, shape shifting, uh, ultimately. And now, okay. Now, would you just bang as many chicks as you could <laughs> to try to get rid of this? And if so, like what kind of, what kind of chicks? Like would you, like would you be like the Dexter? Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with Dexter. I, and, and I never. I, ne premise. I think I watched like one episode of Dexter in my life. Okay, but you know, the, do you yeah. know the premise? I know. Like I know this, the basic idea, right? Like vigilante, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sure. If somebody's on getting away with something, he's gonna appease his desire to, for blood and and causing death and killing two birds with one stone, essentially, you know, yeah, when yeah. he knows for a fact, this person should be executed or whatever. Um, so would you just find these girls, these rotten girls that, um, you know, be this vigilante gigolo? <laughs> just I, I would like to say, I would like to say no, a vigilante gigolo. <laughs> um, oh, I would like to say no, but dude, if I had some crazy monster coming after me and I'm afraid to even sleep, I'm yeah. afraid to, to close my eyes. I'm afraid anywhere I go, 
Then I'm going to look outside and see granny walking up on me all creepy, you know, naked and granny. like naked granny pointing her gnarly finger in my direction. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, dang, like, get out of here, dude. Um, I, you know, it's kind of hard because I don't really know what I would do, but I yeah. know every survival instinct I have would kick in down to the rotten core of everything that I hope I'm not. But at my most animal and brute instincts, I probably am. It's horribly selfish, isn't it? it yes. It, 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 because you're like, well, I don't want to die. So here, I'm going to put like a dozen let other, other people... chicks in danger yeah. and buy myself some time here. And, and, you know, we do this. A lot of people might be like, well, man, that's really, yeah, that's really selfish of you. And say, the mechanism is that play. When you watch the news and you see a house on fire, there's a reason. Mm -hmm. The news wants to see the the video of the house on fire and not a picture is because number one it's active annihilation but number two um it assures the viewer that it wasn't their home and it's sad oh what a what a bummer man poor sucker like you know kind of thing now we don't actively think that like we're not watching that going man what a bummer for that guy but we are really feeling that yeah and, and but if and that's in a situation where you're at peace watching the TV, you're watching, you know, channel eight news or whatever. But, but if you're in a situation where you got spooky ghost monster coming after you because you bone some chick, that same drive of being fascinated. Like I said earlier, man, I said, wait, what, what, uh, what's the phrase, man? Um, uh, skin and tragedy always attract a crowd. Mm -hmm. David Bazan quote, but like skin and tragedy and you go, you know, that same, mechanism inside of us that quickens that makes us you know turn and kind of stare at the accident where people are gnarled up and crap mm -hmm. same thing would just go into overdrive yeah. but this time would be for us and what would we be willing to do to stay alive so on the one hand i would like to think that i would reserve myself for only the most prestigious and mad hot sexy chicks with you know really really moral girls who like to just do it <laughs> I don't either way if i were to stoop that low yeah be, yeah but you know that, what i mean if i were to stoop that low and be that selfish the least i could do is to give them the best sex they've ever had <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know and, and make sure that if you know and i i hate throwing anyone under the bus but i mean make sure that you're going out with the real fugly ones if you're going to do that you know you don't want to rid the world of beauty <laughs> Like, yeah, if you're going to be if you're going to be an annihilator of persons and that's just you're stuck with that, then, you know, uh, pick wisely. <laughs> yeah. Don't start with the real good ones. Say, it's I'm really so, sorry so to horrible. do this to you, but you, you know, you've had you've had a pretty hit life. <laughs> you're, you're already struggling. I, in all, in all, all honesty, I mean, we're joking about it, but yeah, yeah when I think about it, never. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't spread that nastiness. You would, would do. You would spread. I it, wouldn't. Bro. Oh, you're lying. You're, 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 no, there is no, there is no knight in shining armor right now, Chad. You are, you are yeah. wanting to chivalry, survive. Man. Chivalry. You're not, you're I would want to survive. Yeah, my first, of all, ass, dude. <laughs> first of all, first of all, dude, if I know what I'm doing, there ain't no way I'm going to be able to perform if I know the outcome of this. You know what I'm saying? Really? The process is not going to be a long game. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. It's two times. I'm telling you, we need we, <laughs> But we don't have anybody winning the book yet, dude. You have nobody winning the book yet, man. So, uh, yeah. no, but okay. This is what this was kind of fun. 
it reminds me like here I am throwing myself on the sword saying, look, I would like to think that I'm, you know, a chivalrous guy, but there's an animal real deep rooted survival instinct that is manifest in t situations where everything is calm and at peace and secure. And if I was in a place where I was going to die, I, it would be hard not to have that overdrive go into action involuntarily. And mm -hmm. I'd probably succumb to it and, and say that against my own, I mean, I'm throwing myself under a freaking bus and then you're like, no, <laughs> you're, like, you're like, no, I'm good. I would die for the ladies. And I'm like, what? And it reminds me, dude, in high school, we got busted for smoking weed. Me and my buddies, you know, the rumor had gone around and I went mm -hmm. to a small Christian school. So the principal, man, he calls me into the office and he's like, uh, he's talking, there's three of us, man. And one dude was, I was probably the most blown out of all three because I was doing more drugs than just weed. The other guys had smoked a lot of weed. One still was one had smoked a lot of weed and was the guy who got me to smoke the first time I ever did it. But we're sitting there and I'm listening. The first guy comes up and he's like, he tells the truth. He says, look, I used to smoke a lot of weed. I'm honest about it. And my dad, you know, he's a pastor and we, I talked to him and now I'm doing praise band stuff and I, I'm not doing that anymore. And then the next guy was like, no, I don't smoke weed. He's lying. He's like, I don't smoke weed. He's like, but I do smoke cigarettes. And it came to me and I'm like, I have never smoked cigarettes or weed in my whole life. <laughs> Dude, I just straight up said it. The other two guys are like, what? <laughs> totally shocked by it. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm Mr. Chivalry guy. Of course the principal didn't believe me. And in this situation, the principal here ain't believing you, Chad, you, you are not going down like that. Dude, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe, but maybe you you're saying that, <laughs> that, that same thing happened to that same kind of thing happened, you know, our, our mutual friend, Bill Kent, Yeah, of course, uh, that we, we, you know, don't ever get to see or anything, but he, um, me and a couple of other friends of mine were like downtown and, and skating and stuff. And there was a prom going on and, uh, at the top of Stouffer's, which I don't know what it's called now, uh, but the, yeah. the, the hotel thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so we caused a ruckus uh went up there caused a ruckus and it took um the uh elevator up and then like the stairs down and we were being chased by security there were security behind us and then there's security running toward us and they so they sandwiched us there and caught us and when now i've been through enough at this point in my life i was like uh um 19 or 20, I had been through enough talking with cops and being arrested and things like that and in trouble to know who's a threat and who's not. And security guards mm -hmm. are not anybody that you need to be afraid of. So, <laughs> but Bill, I've known a lot and I, I agree with that. Yeah. Mama's boy, Bill, you know, who had never been in any kind of trouble in his life, you know, never done anything wrong with the exception of smoking like a chimney, smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm never having a drink, never, you know, token, nothing. Um, when the cops are asking, or the, the rent-a-cops are asking us, you know, our names and our addresses and they're writing it down. You know, I'm like, my name is John Hendrickson or whatever. And I live at, you know, whatever, whatever address. And uh, my friend Scott, same thing. And then Bill's like, I'm, my name is Bill Kent. I live on Southwest Capitol. At, he gave all his information and we both started laughing wow. so hard. Yeah, man. We, we made fun of him. So, but he had the chance. I mean, we paved the way for him. Yeah. But uh, I think he was scared of getting caught and they would be, 
they would be, be in trouble maybe, for lying. Yeah, and maybe he got uh, because one time we were out skating, and uh, uh, at this place that sometimes they'd let us uh, skate there, sometimes they'd kick us out. And it was a parking lot of a shoe store that had this really nice embankment that would go up over. Was it these Rice's parking? No, it was uh, Payless on Columbia, right next okay, to Hong yeah, Kong. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a Hong Kong has these parking ramps, and then it drops down with this embankment into Payless. And so you could launch off the bankman and, and clear the, the, um, the, the parking, um, freaking thing. The thing, yeah, the thing. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. We all know. <laughs> yeah. You're like, so, your, your brain is scrambling for it, dude. And it's like, it's yeah. the thing. It just it. <laughs> it's been a while since I skated. So. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, this cop shows up yeah. and she goes, um, she asked us our names. We gave them. Mm-hmm. gave my addresses whatever it wasn't no big deal we weren't doing anything wrong we were skateboarding you know skateboarding yeah. is not a crime yo yeah. so uh it it gets to scott dix's turn i don't i don't know if you remember I, yeah. scott dude i and didn't he have like, a younger brother steve yeah yeah i went to school with steve yeah. yeah well scott um he uh, uh gave his name said scott dix and she's writing it down and he, he goes, I live at blah, 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 Peck Street. And she looks up and goes, what's your real name? And what street do you really live on? And we wow. laughed so hard because he yeah. gave everything, you know, dicks and Peck. And we were laughing, <laughs> we were laughing yeah. so hard because, <clears throat> uh, yeah, she just didn't buy it at all. Was and it I true? At her... There is a Peck Street, isn't there? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I, I delivered pizza, I think, on Peck Street. Yeah, it's a dead end, small dead end road. Yeah, yeah. In Waddle Spark. And yeah, he um yeah he was telling her the truth, but Pack and Dick yeah yeah Dick thought that she was thought that we were you know just messing around. She's like, seriously, give me your real last name and your and your you know your real address. And I looked at her name tag, and it said B Walters, and I said, is your name Barbara Walters? And she said, yeah. And I said, and you don't believe that he's got dicks and lives on Peck Street? Yeah, your name is Barbara Walter. Yeah, she's like exactly touche. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, that is hilarious, man. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good one, man. It's a good topic. You know, but so but dudes, I'm glad I'm glad we brought up the thing about the animals, though. Yeah. Mary did. Mary did a good job. Do we? And you know, we got to do more about that. In fact, we need to we need to figure out a way. Even if it's just saying thank you for that introduction, Mary, or something, because dude, that's her voice at the beginning, man. Yeah, I know we've said episode. it, but and we talk about her. You know, you 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 love your wife, man. You know, mm-hmm. and she's an awesome person. Like I, I, she was both of you, but really her, to be honest. You know, because I know how much art she does every day. Like I know mm-hmm. it, when I did a, a segment where I was talking about um, returning to art and giving it all you got, and and it, the way that you express yourself and stuff. She was one of the people in my mind, like as I was thinking and as I was in that moment. So Mm -hmm. she's a really, she's a really cool person and a really important person. And to have her voice every week. And I know sometimes we come really late. (laughs) It's normally my fault too. I'll be like, I'll be like, Oh, mm, I I forgot to tell you, I kind of need something. And then, (laughs) but she, she does it. And, and we've, every episode we've done has her voice at the beginning, every one. Yeah. And so today, and she covered my rear end, man, is what happened because um, I was tired. I didn't even know if I wanted to do tonight because I was so tired. And mm-hmm. and 
know, you're, you were like, Hey man, it'd be a good idea. If we did, we could keep it shorter. And I'm like, well, you know, I guess I can get a topic or whatever. Maybe you could. And she volunteered. And I just thought mm -hmm. that was actually really cool to do too. And yeah. I'm glad we got to talk about that. And, uh, you know, anytime we do stuff like this, dude, I mean, there's other, there's other stories, dude, shoot them to me. Maybe I'll use one of them sometime, you know, because it, that was really cool. And that, and that's a different one too, man. Like we, people are like, these guys normally talk about malls and movies and we've talked about <laughs> colognes and like perfumes and stuff, but like the idea of, you know, animal domestication, yeah. we, we, we did talk before we talked about self-defense. Like, what would you do if a burglar came in your house? I mean, that, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. weird, that's an interesting one. That was a little bit, because we got into a little bit about ethics and what crime and, you know, at, at any rate, dude, we, we, we need to be able sometime to, to mix them in. So I, I would love to be able to mix those topics in sometime and, and give, you know, throw some bones over there at, at, uh, at the wife, because she's amazing. She's been she's absolutely amazing. supportive of you over the years and very tolerant of me <laughs> and very very uh, helpful to the show and um and so we really do you know you don't only love her dude i love her too man you know she's an amazing human being and it's just an honor to really know her and that she's part of the show has been really it's been really awesome um and so i just wanted to say that man well thank you yeah, I, will, I will tell her because she doesn't i mean sometimes she listens yeah. to the show and not, usually not all of it she um, fast forwards to my parts yeah. <laughs> yeah, she does think I'm funny though. She's the one. She want to hear the same old stories from me. She's heard them all. Yeah, Every she, once in a while, surprise her with something. These boys. Yeah. Uh, and also, I want, I want to thank uh, all of our listeners because I know you know we, while we don't have a huge following, I know that there are regular listeners. Um, um, I am super appreciative, and I hope that um, you know I'd love to hear from we'd love to hear from you if, if there's something that you'd like to see more of or less of or or whatever because we don't know i mean yeah we like hanging out and and talking and doing whatever we feel like doing but we also like to know that you know what what parts people are liking most so that we can uh appease the the audience so yeah, where where's their g-spot <laughs> 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 we want to know what what oh. satisfies your needs. You know, we yeah. want to know. We want to know just the speed you to like the, to the right or the left, the speed. faster or slower. <laughs> oh yeah. man! Oh yeah, dude. So oh, yeah, we God. we love we love all the listeners, and yes, let us know. Because uh, yeah, we we we. We're trying to make this a really good show. <laughs> we're, we're yeah, trying. we were trying until you just <laughs> shot all over it. <laughs> Do you want oh. it to hurt, Chad? <laughs> oh man. So, but yeah, we we appreciate everybody, and uh, and we're really glad that you guys have been along. And it's you know, and like Chad said, it's it's a small audience of people, and but faithful in fact and just cool people in general i mean if you're listening to us you obviously are awesome i mean you have yeah. impeccable style impeccable, yeah exactly class taste all that stuff obviously and one quick announcement uh i don't i i, I never mentioned on here but the wife and i have done these journal slash notebook things that you can they're 120 page blank pages lined six by nine they some of them have my artwork on of them on them most of them have 
Um, my show wife's them. watercolor. You gotta show them, man. Um, you don't, don't just say it, dude. We can edit I only it, bought, I only bought one. It's out in the other room, but... Oh, come on. <laughs> dude, dude, look, we'll do the... We'll do that, man. You gotta, you gotta right, go do it. It's a magic trick, okay? So Chad's, yeah. gonna, Chad's gonna go. Here you go. Boing. Okay. We only have one of these. This is one of them. It's uh, my wife's rendition of... This is uh, the front and back. It's a wraparound cover of The Bride of Frankenstein in this, like stained glass style type of thing this is our brand here kennewood grove so awesome bro if you want to find these and they're not all horror there's some really um really cool ones we've got um ones with like flowers for like the ladies we've got Mm -hmm. cool (laughs) designs yeah we've got we've got ones with flowers with with Write that shit down for the mad angry ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just uh, stuff oh. like that. So um in yeah. oh. cool uh, like um inspiring quotes with my wife's artwork and stuff. And then some of them are horror. I we've got like uh, uh I got Clockwork Orange artwork, um Robert Smith from the Cure. Uh I like three other two or three other universal monster ones in this type of uh, things so and they're only 799 120 pages notebook on amazon candlewood grove you can go check it out some people have we've sold quite a few of them but um they're they're nice i'm impressed it's awesome so. dude i'm glad i'm glad you showed it too so for the podcast audience they have to go and check out the youtube in fact what i can do is when we upload this we can just go ahead and put it in the link uh for the for the show and just okay, put yeah. it right there. We can, in Amazon fact, we should start putting some of the stuff that we talk about. Like you mentioned your book, um, mm-hmm. you promoted that, and so we can we can add that in the description, both on YouTube and on the podcast, wherever you're getting it from, because it all goes from one source. And so our Acast channel, and so we'll make sure to include that, uh, hyperlink it, and that way, if you're interested, and we know you are, right? It's why you tune in and stuff. <laughs> and so you can uh, you can check out those books and as well as all the different art. And thanks again for listening. Until next week. All right.